0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the refresh series facilitated by your boy License Clinical Social Worker and Neighborhood Therapist Trey. The refresh series is back. I know it's been a minute. I know um I have been absent, so forgive me. We had a good run, right? And I just I just trick it up and just go ahead and just disappear for some weeks, man. Forgive me for that, man. My apologies, man. If you don't know by now, October is like one of the most hectic monks months months sorry months for me and me and my family um and so you know I have my birthday my daughter's birthday my wife's birthday me and my wife's anniversary uh in October and and then this month man so many things have happened man my my cousin got married at the top of the month um my pastor he has elevated his um actual uh spiritual uh, calling and ministry. Um, so that was a consecration series for him to elevate to bishop. And then um, we took my daughter out uh, to the aquarium for her birthday. So just a lot of moving parts, man. And um, of course, we've been preparing for the release of my book, The Refresh The Journey to the frying Peace. releasing on my birthday, October 29th, which is four days away. Doing a book release party. So we've been preparing for that as well in the midst of all of that happening um, in October, man, and so it just—I just hit a wall after I came, you know, out of um, I think the second or third week of October, just hit a wall, man. I couldn't do anything else but survive um, and, and and see my clients. That's all I could do, man. It was just you know put myself together, to see my clients, and um, said I was going to take the end of October off to to rest, reset, relax, and kind of finish out the rest of this year on a strong path, and so. Um, it's been exhausting, and I'm I'm starting to to rethink some things for 2023. I'm already thinking about next year and trying to figure out how to position myself um, better. One from a working standpoint, but from a you know activity standpoint, and and being more present with my family, being more present with myself, and, and engaging and indulging in more self care activities, hobbies, things that I like to do instead of them putting on the back burner. So. Um, I will let you all know where that takes me, um, and we'll come back and talk about it. I am gonna do a birthday episode next week I believe i I believe because I always do birthday episodes. I think they're I think they're super insightful and dope and so um, just wanna definitely to be doing that next week, but I we'll see I'll give some updates going forward in the rest of the year and going to 2023 what that's gonna look like. um, so yeah, man, uh, book is dropping Saturday, a lot of pre-orders. Uh had to reorder books um <laughs> for the book release party. Half of them are already bought out. Shirts came in, my fresh shirts, they look amazing. So super excited about that, man. Um hey, listen, if you haven't pre-ordered, you a copy of the, the book. You know what I'm saying? You won't be able to get that unless, you know, say you tap into me, follow me. Everything's gonna go through Amazon right now. Until we figure out what we're our next step phase at, we are planning a book tour. We are planning a speaking engagement around the book. I just don't know what that looks like yet, y'all. So let me give me some time. Let me get through this book release on Saturday. Give me some weeks off, so we can plan for 2023. Uh, if you do read the book, it's a couple different things we could do. One of the best things you could do for me when you're buying the book is leave a review on Amazon, so we can push this thing to the number one seller. Um, and the other thing is, if you, you know, relate or you feel like, you know, there is an opportunity to come in, for me to come and speak, whether it's your organization, um, your, your business, community agency or whatever. Right. You know, from the themes in the book, let me know. We can set something up on that side. Um, but right now, <laughs> I just try to get to the book release party and, you know, do all that. I just really would love for people to leave a review. And I. Um, you know, love for people just to understand, you know, the perspectives, the many perspectives that this this book is bringing to the table. And I'm hoping that people can relate to um and kind of have a conversation and dialogue about it. You know, it's not I don't, I don't want you, I don't want people to be. Um, woe is me? Realistically about this, I don't want people to come up and say, you know, oh man like I never knew you was going through that and that's gonna happen right i understand that but I want I want people to think how does some of these themes or something that's similar in the book these themes in the book show up in your life right like how to how to and then how do you properly deal with them are you even dealing with them and if not what what can you do to address it that's that's what I want and so there are may, there might be times where you might feel like you want more from this book might be times where you feel like you, you, you feel like I could have dived deeper. You might feel like sometimes it's all over the place, but it's very specific in the way it was written out. And that was a reason for that. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm interested to hear, you know, people's thoughts on it going forward. Like I said, leave an Amazon review once you do finish. I'm going to set up this Goodreads account as well. Um, but yeah, and then if you like it, you rock with it, you know what I'm saying? Share it with somebody. If you don't like it, tell me. Let me know what you don't like about it, um, and then we can have a conversation about it. Um, I can't fix the book, but, you know, it's something to, you know, keep in mind as I keep continue to write. So, um, good, bad, negative, positive, neutral, whatever. I, I'm here for all reviews. I'm not tripping about stuff like that. Um, but, you know, reviews on Amazon is what it is. The more reviews, the higher on the, the, the bestseller list. I'm trying to get to the number one bestseller list on Amazon. Um, and love to get the number one bestseller list on New York's best time seller list, but I know that's super hard as an independent author. But I believe in anything. So we can, you know, I believe in God. So God can do anything He chooses to do. So if that happens, cool. But yeah, man. And just for FYI, signed copies of the book can only be purchased through refreshvirginia.com. Anything on Amazon or outside of Amazon, Barnes and Nobles or whatever. That will not be signed copies unless you run into me. Hopefully, everybody that has ordered from the website, you should receive your book orders or bundle orders no later than November eleventh, barring, you know, hiccups with shipping. So just wanna clarify that as well. I know a couple people asked about, you know, when we go get the stuff in. And I think if you pre-order on Amazon, if you got Prime, you probably get them in two, three days, but you're not going to get it the day of. That's the thing. I believe that everybody doesn't, you know, the only people are getting the books the day of are the people who ordered on the website and are coming to the book release party or order on the website and requested a shipping option. So they were probably, no, you, if you ship an option, you won't get it on the day of. You'll probably get them um um before, you know, by November 11th. Just giving that buffer, man, because I just don't know this time around shipping, what is going on at times. I just want to give enough space for that because shipping can go crazy at any point in time. So got all the particulars out the way. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's it. But it looks like it's been a while since podcasting. So let's jump into a topic today. I think it goes perfect with this book. It goes perfect with kind of some of the reflections that I've been having for the last couple of weeks. Um, and seeing the shirts, seeing the books, seeing how everything is, like, kind of moving and and manifesting, not manifesting, but moving and, and actually visualizing and coming to fruition, um, I just want to have a conversation about this. And, I, and, and it's something that I'm not even – I should have had in the book. There is some themes of it in the book, but I left out of the book. <laughs> so I should have had it in the book. I took it out, some themes and remnants of it in the book. But you know, I should've, you know, I left out most of it. So as a part of the book where I talk about self-identity, right? And finding myself and and being comfortable in the spaces that I am, but being comfortable with who I am, right? And who I'm going to be. And also that is also around who I'm always in a state of working to be better at as a person. I've always taken the the, the account of personally working on myself, right? Especially when I identify the problem. And then those different roles and hats I've worn, whether that's social worker, um, therapist, dad, husband, friend, son, um, you know, these different roles, then I have will have um, – I take pride in working on them to, to address them because typically those roles that I have, um, are in positions where I'm serving other people. And so I've, I've never been a type that wants to hurt people's feelings. Um, I've never been a type that wants to come off a way. I always try to come off authentic and genuine and I always try to, you know, stand on my word, mean what I say and, um, keep my word right i try to i really try to stand on that and um but i am also of the mindset too of speaking my mind so i do speak my mind a lot um i might come off a little harsh at times um i might come off passionate or argumentative at times um i might come off as cold or n- like not compassionate at times but i've also challenged that notion as well because i know that i do care about people and i do love people and i just want the best for people sometimes me wanting the best for people um oversteps a boundary that may have not been identified but has also um not been explicitly laid out and puts strain on relationships puts strain on being, you know, authentically ourselves with each other, or tiptoeing around certain topics of conversations. So for me, I've learned over the time, and this is probably going to my next episode next week. But I've learned over time to, to not push myself to, not put myself, not overexert myself with others who may not be ready to be in a conversation space um, about certain topics, certain issues, or. They may not be as goal-driven, passionate-driven, business-driven, whatever-driven that I am. And I can't put that on somebody else because it's mine. I just have to, you know, accept it. And should they choose to ask questions or they they want to know more, then cool. I think that has helped my relationships so much. Because I have been that person that wants to motivate and help others so much in every capacity, whether I'm working with clients, working with, you know, agencies or businesses or whether I'm working with my friends. I see potential in them and I want to push them right into that into that place to get there because I see it in them. But that person may not see it for themselves just yet. Or that person may not care or want to do the things in that manner as of which you've seen it for them, right? They might not be ready. They might not care or they might not want to. And that's okay. And one of the reasons why I started becoming more sensitive to that is because I know what that feels like for me, you know, growing up and, and, and you know, doing something because the homies were doing it. Doing something because parents made me do it. Doing something because teachers or professors said I was good at this, and so, but really wasn't necessarily either. One didn't want to do it. Two wasn't necessarily ready to do it. Or three um, hadn't really seen that potential within myself just yet. And um, and maybe wasn't confident enough just yet to actually execute it in the way that I wanted it to. And then it gets blended because the way I wanted to might, you know, go against what others may have been recommending. And then there's a disconnect because then I feel like I'm not good enough at it because my people are saying, well, you should do it this way. and This is the way it's going to be. And I see it in you and you're going to be successful this way doing it. So I think this is about a five to ten year period, I feel like, where I had to go through this process of really – defining who i was as a person right and it's separate entities so in the book you'll see the different transitions in my life i talk a lot about talk a lot about transitions with people especially clients but also in general because i think it's a conversation especially as men we don't have a conversation about at all these transitions do affect us uh, mentally physically you know spiritually and they go into how we you know how we see how we respond and how we you know deal with our own self care and stuff like that. So the the biggest example I talk about is basketball where I said I quit basketball and I had to go through the transition of who is Trey when it comes to basketball, right? And you know for so long for most of my life it was the athlete, right? I don't care what stage or level I was at. The athlete is is what is how I've seen myself when it came to basketball. But that had to change, right? Because, you know, I was in college. Only thing left was to go to school and find a career. And the hoop dreams had, you know, slowly had deflated at that point. There was no other opportunities outside of just playing pickup ball or rec, rec ball or, you know, league ball. So, you know, as an example of that, like, that's one transition. And then understanding why I'm playing the way I'm playing and not playing for fun. Right, and then going back to these different themes. You're reading the book about that, right? And so and then, you know, transition into a place of peace around basketball again and just, you know, watching it, growing with it, coaching it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I really enjoy coaching basketball and watching it. And so at some point I'll get back into coaching, but I did coach, you know, and that was one thing to help me. But how did I view myself as a you know, and when it how did I view Trey in reference to basketball? You feel what I'm saying? And then that kind of goes through the different themes in my life and different roles. And we'll talk about that and you'll see that in the book. But one of the biggest things that comes to mind when we're talking about self identity and kind of just seeing myself as who Trey is, right? I you remember vividly having times throughout my life thinking that I could do this, whether it was speaking, whether it was like, um, it could be anything, right? In school. I could think, I remember vividly can remember this through high school, through adult like young adulthood in college, like I could be a student student um student government president, I could be student body president. I could speak on this topic. Oh I don't really agree with that, but I think this is you know what's this is that you know what I'm saying for so long, I was scared of my voice. for so long, I was scared to be authentically who I am today like and I'm not saying I wasn't a genuine person. Definitely, when you meet with me, have conversation with me, you gonna get the same trade regardless of I'm speaking out or not, regardless of I'm leading or regardless of front facing or not, you gonna get the same trade regardless. But I vividly remember missing not taking opportunities in life because I was scared to do them and scared what others would think. Now that also went into the different flaws that people might have pointed out, whether that's my friends or that's my family stuff that we joke about, those flaws that people would point out, I knew they were flaws, but they would get reinforced, you know what I'm saying, in different settings, which I would ruminate on them, which then would lead me to not follow through on an opportunity. I can remember, we talk, I, think, I may have talked about it, but talked about situation with baseball, where I played baseball most of my ch- kid life. Wanted to try out for baseball in high school, Knew I could play baseball because I love baseball, but didn't try out because I felt like all the black, there was no black kids on the team. And I felt like if I tried out, then I would get clowned for trying out for baseball. You know what I'm saying? But I knew I was solid at baseball, right? I knew I had opinions on certain topics throughout high school, throughout adulthood, but was scared to speak up because. Scared of the controversy, scared of the conflict, scared of somebody scared of somebody smarter than me picking me apart. One, because I may have not had the vocabulary or I don't feel like I have the extensive knowledge as this person. And third, who cares? Who wants to hear from Trey? Nobody really wants to hear from Trey. Nobody cares about his opinion. Nobody cares about what he has to think on this topic. Nobody cares about any of that. So why even bother, right? But I would go home and I would just sit in my room and I would just think about all these different things, these opportunities that I did not take advantage of because I was scared of what others would think, but also the flaws, right, that I have with myself. I couldn't speak well, right? I wasn't a great public speaker. I hated public speaking. I was terrified of public speaking. Um, I, I, I couldn't write well. I hated writing. I never wrote well And I always used to get You know, talked about I make You know, my, my enunciation on words My, you know so I talk fast um, You know, I didn't write very well didn't write clearly And um, and then like You know, I had my opinions But scared to speak up in front of people Scared of what people would think Scared of what people You know, how they would view me If I did All these different things And um But I feel like once I started to understand some things, and this is why I think it's so important to have certain people in your life and you're gonna go through transitions with friendship groups and you know family members and stuff like that, that you have to be mindful of who you have around you that is pouring into you, but might also be limiting you or holding you back. So for example, Right. Like I had homies that supported me and did everything I have done, like I'm doing. But, you know, when we start talking about those different flaws and those different, you know, um, I would say self-doubts, those different inconsistencies, they would, you know, talk about it and they would, you know, address it. But then they also wouldn't support it in a way that was fruitful for me to move forward. Now, I would say this. Right. I would agree with them. I would agree with what they were saying or what they thought I should do, but it was never my original idea. I would have an original idea, but then they would kind of craft it to be something that's different. That makes sense for them, but not make sense for me. You feel what I'm saying? And I almost feel like it was a result of trying to cover me from my own flaws but as i've learned and as i've gotten older i have learned to embrace those flaws and make them my strengths right so i'm going to be the one to write a book but is not but wasn't the best writer i'm going to do more speaking engagements and be my authentic country self at times while also using bigger words and and crafting that i'm going to work on being me in the spaces that i found weakness So I found weakness in some in in public speaking, but the way I found strength was I'm gonna do it my way. I found weakness in my writing, but I found strength in doing it my way. That's fitting. And it was funny is that when I, you know, when I speak, my friends always say (laughs) when I speak, my friends always say I use a lot of big use a lot of SAT words, and they be joking with me. And I remember vividly a time where I really, you know, I I was so, I was, I really wanted to be this prolific speaker and wanted to be able to enunciate and clarify, make clear, concise points and just drive home stuff. Man, I really did. And then I just really got to the point, I'm just gonna be me. That's who I am as a person. And then, like, writing wise, I would write a certain way and write down, I wanna write like this and I wanna be this great writer. And, you know, I worked at it and I was like, well, People see my writing, like, well, I, I, I still, I didn't even know that. I still wanted more. Like, I still wanted, like, I still. Can you explain this a little bit more to me? So I'm just like, and then, so then, and then also opinions, right? Where having certain opinions around certain things, especially in this time, could make or break you, right? I try to be inclusive to everybody's thought pattern, everybody's perspective. And also still remain and keep my my boundary as well. This is like okay, I hear you. I understand you. I respect you for your opinion. This is how I feel about it. This is how I carry my stuff out. But that doesn't also um, devalue or diminish what you are doing, you know, and so getting getting, you know, getting um comfortable with that person and being OK with that, because usually prior to that, I would second guess all of that. I was second guess my opinion. I would second guess my, my, my thoughts. I was second guess my speech. I was second guess my writing. I would second guess all of that. And I also feel like a part of that was because my my friends at the time, and then also, you know, sometimes my family, right? What would they think? Some of my anxieties came from my family. Some of my apprehension of self-doubt came from my family and my friends. Because if I present a if I presented a certain comment my, my, my thought is that you can critique me all you want to. I don't mind constructive criticism. And I seek that from my wise counsel at the time. Still do that to this day. But I'm a little bit more resistant at times with certain folks, um, and sharing certain details, right? But I know who I can take it to and um that's gonna give me the real or not. You feel what I'm saying? But there's a difference between Having your wise counsel, you sharing an idea and it's it's not met with any acceptance. It's always met with critique. And some of the critique, I feel like, is rooted in their own insecurities, their own anxieties or trying to protect you from your own, trying to protect you from your own self, which I get and understand. But that's not for you to do. You feel what I'm saying? That's for me to figure it out and for me to work through it. You feel what I'm saying? And so once I kind of realized that, my wife was really helpful in helping me kind of realize that because she's always been good at telling me that ain't, that ain't a good idea or have you thought about this, that's an amazing idea, go with it. You feel what I'm saying? She's always seen in me more than sometimes what I can see in myself. But I I, I found that with the the friend group and some of my family, I just felt like, okay, well, dang, like, I don't why is so much apprehension around me doing this? I know this is the right thing I should be doing. This is a great idea, or it's a dope thing to do, but you're saying something else. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that internal clash. And so that, and then what I'm saying, end of that, right? And all, I kind of I, I went off track. I didn't talk about that. But going back, I always, I am always going to self-evaluate. I am always going to be hyper aware of all my flaws. I'm going to be hyper aware of every little thing that is off with anything I do or create. So when people point those out to me, I get really frustrated, right? Because it's something that I know. Point out something that I I don't know, right? Point out something that I don't know. Point out something that is going to be constructive, Point out something that's going to be, make this thing better. But don't just, my, my, my biggest issue is don't just point out something to be pointing it out and don't give no type of way to fix it. And I'm talking about a way to fix it that doesn't fit your agenda. The way you should be addressing and giving that constructive feedback should be uh, supportive in the way what that person that has came to you that ask for your wise counsel it should be supportive and, and on the track of where that person should be going, not with what your own personal agenda is. And see, I think that has that had That was one of the issues at times in the past where friend groups and, and family would impose their own agenda around where things should go, how things should be. But dismiss my whole original idea or, or how I'm going about doing it. You know what I'm saying? So. If your whole goal in this is to just say, okay, well, shoot, I'm going to just point out everything you do wrong, I'm going to point out the flaws, and you don't give no way to address it, make it better, or fix it that makes sense for what I just gave to you, you're not supporting me. And a matter of fact, you're doing me a disservice. But see, in my self-development and my understanding of myself, I was so sensitive to those opinions that I would then get down on myself. And I wouldn't do it. i will miss opportunities. Going back to the earlier conversation, I wouldn't jump out the window and and, and, and do something. I wouldn't be as uh, more, I wouldn't say not random, but like I wouldn't take more risk because my wise counsel said it's not a good thing to do. It's probably a bad idea and you probably need to do this. So I'm going to go ahead and do this and stay stay right here. And so that's what I'm saying, like, in that I had to remove myself from that learn about myself follow those things that I am passionate about follow what moves me follow what I feel is the necessary thing to do the right thing to do and ever since I've started doing that along with you know definitely talking to God praying and and, and checking in with my wife but after I did that everything I pretty much have touched Has been successful in its own way. You can define success as far as what you wanted to define it as. But when I look at these things that I've jumped out and did and created and acted on when they came to me and I crafted it the way I needed to craft it in the way that makes sense to me, that fulfills the vision that I've seen it once it once it came down to me, they've been successful. And the fears, the anxieties, the I don't know. If I'm capable, if I'm the right person, the self-doubt, the discouragement, the things that before somebody even points them out to me, I have already ruminated, went in circles, been in a whole different space just to even get to the point of presenting it. You know what I'm saying? I've already dealt with it and probably am dealing with it as asking when asking. I learned how to properly maneuver through that. And. And make it you know to the the back of my thoughts. It's still there. Don't get me wrong, they're still there, but they're not as loud because then I have more results, I have more experiences. I have more um I got a scouting report, I got stuff that can tell you this is what I did last time with nothing, I made it happen. Uh, you spoke at this event, you know what I'm saying, you created this, it was successful, you have, you know what I'm saying, you got the receipts to show that you're capable. But it, I remember vividly there were times where I felt like I was not capable. And in, in, in a bunch of different capacities. I, I didn't feel like I was a capable social worker. I didn't feel like I was a capable therapist. I didn't feel like I was a capable business owner. I didn't feel like I was a capable um, basketball player. I didn't feel like I was a capable, um I didn't feel like I was a capable sneakerhead, something low level, right? I didn't feel like I was a capable father, husband, you know what I'm saying? I was a horrible friend maybe at times. Um I didn't feel like I was I, I didn't really have no issues with son, but there was like, okay, am I a bad son because I didn't do this? Like, you know what I'm saying? I did not feel like I was capable of being a writer, podcaster, speaker, any of that. I didn't feel like I was capable of none of that. It was not until it was not until I assessed what was around me, who was pouring into me, who was taken away from me, but who was also tricking me up at times, and assessing how I was allowing that to, and in, not intrude, but intrude. Yeah, I was allowing that to intrude my own thoughts, inhibit my creativity, and also stifle my vision. I allowed it. It was nobody else's fault but mine. Let me just put that out there. I can say what I can say about this, to friends, family, whatever. It was nobody else's fault but mine, though, because I allowed it. You know what I'm saying? So when I understood that I allowed these things to happen, when I stopped, things got a lot easier. I took those opportunities when they was given to me. I created opportunities. Now they're given to me. I've I've taken more time for myself. I embrace my flaws. I embrace embrace the things that I have weaknesses in. I embrace those struggles because they don't define me. They don't make me who I am. What makes me who I am is that I am a person who can create out of nothing. I am a person who is... uh, sees an opportunity and, and and seizes it. I am a person who also turn on opportunities if it's not fitting. I'm a person who will not fit the narrative or fit the ideal candidate for certain positions, but can still do them at a high level for people, still do them at a high level regardless of the circumstance or situation. I don't even fit the description, though. I have... Taking the, the battle and the challenge on of not being the quote unquote, you know, what I'm saying normative entity um, of doing things a certain way and doing it my way. And at the end of the day, regardless of what happens, I am OK in that peace with saying that the things that I've created, the things I've done over my life, um, I did it my way. You feel what I'm saying? And and, and that, to me, is the, one of the most freeing things that I can say right now, but also I can feel in my spirit, is that despite the struggles, despite the pushback, despite the apprehensions, despite the derailments, despite people saying that I couldn't do it this way and I should have doing this way, this is not professional enough, and you're coming up like this, and you should say like that, you should be like this, I can seriously just sit with peace and comfort knowing that with all of that, I did it my way, the way I envision, the way that make, seems true to my heart, and it came out of success. Not your level of success, but my level of success. And I can sit with peace with that and let it go. I can move forward with my life. And, and, and know that this is what I did, and I did it my way. So, what am I saying all this say? I'm gonna get ready to close this out because I gotta go. But Do it your way, y'all. Don't be scared to do it your way. I know you got people, mentors, wise counsel, family that's saying it's a certain way of protocol how you should do things. I get it. I am, I believe in that somewhat, but I believe in the freedom of creativity, I believe in the freedom of thought. Right now, mm-hmm. watch that freedom of thought thing. But you know, I believe in the freedom of thought. I believe in you crafting and creating something that's you know close and pure to your heart, right? And it's genuine in approach. It's gonna give you the genuine results. I believe in passion, and I think passion is one of the things that fuels um, how we live life. And if you could find passion in the things that you love to do, you know what I'm saying? Then you'll always, in a sense, kind of live life to the fullest perspective. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm not to say that's not to say you can't do that without the passion, but passion is so important about things because then it it shows how intentional you are and it shows how much, how dedicated you are. If everything that I've done, you can see the passion in it, you know, and I've used passion as a way to fuel that sometimes my passion has gotten in the way of relationships and people have said I'm, I'm I'm super passionate I'm angry about stuff or I'm just emotional or wear my heart on my sleep no, but it's not that I'm not a, a general angry person I'm not I'm not a general you know what i'm saying like combative person I'm really not um I just passionate about the things I'm passionate about I'm not a violent person I'm just passionate about the things I'm passionate about so don't let anybody stifle your creativity. Don't let anybody paint a picture of what you think is you. If you feel like this is you, you go with that. You feel what I'm saying? Somebody says, well, you need to change this up. You need to figure this out. You need to do this. You know what I'm saying? assess if that person is doing it from a place of construction or are they doing it from a place of Projection, meaning they're projecting their own fears and anxieties onto you. And as a result, they are or insecurities onto you. So they are seeing what you're trying to do. That makes them feel anxious. So they got to put that on you to say it's you, but it's not really you. It's them. Don't let anybody stifle your creativity. Create. This is how we creativity is finding solutions to problems, when there is no resources. That's creativity to me. You know, so yeah, that's all I want to say today. Make sure y'all go buy that book on Saturday. Refresh the journey to find peace. I look forward to everybody that's RSVP. I see you at the Berkeley's party. Make sure y'all go by on Saturday. Let me know. Hit me up for speaking engagements. All that good stuff like that, man. And we'll come back next week. We're gonna do a um, birthday uh, recap review and take it from there, man. But hey, don't let anybody stifle your creativity. You create your own path, and your passion is the light into that. And so live with it. Do with it. Do with what. Do with it what you need to. But assess for those who may be projecting and not giving constructive criticism. Okay. Boom. I'll see y'all later, man. Y'all have a great week, all right? Cool.